Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, welcome along to our coverage of uh, Quatermass and the Pit tonight. It is, yeah, Quatermass and the Pit. I was going to say done on the cheap by the BBC, but <laughs> the original was done they on the cheap that. by yeah, the BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is amazing because we've not sort of planned this, but we're close to Halloween, aren't yep. we? Certainly by the time you listen to this. And this, I thought, was watching it was a very Halloween-y story. Well, this is folk horror, isn't it? Yeah, it's got yeah, all right. the is... tropes of folk horror in this. But this is one of Mark Gatiss's favourites. Well, I've because I'm going to be doing an effectively speaking soon on the blood on Satan's claw. Right, yeah. My mind has turned to folk horror, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you start watching some of this, and it's like, yep, <laughs> Chris yeah. is ticking all the boxes, isn't he? When when people say folk horror to me, though, I think of Steel Ice Span. And remember that, that <laughs> um, there used to be a program on in the art, sort of about one o'clock, half one, and it was like just folk singers. Do you remember it on? Yeah, ITV? in chunky jumpers. Yeah. They, yeah, it was just so weird. Um, they looked like Rod, Jane and Freddy, movie. didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, um, all around the my hat. Anyway, yes, yeah, folk horror, yes. Um, um, do you remember this one? Absolutely no memory of really? watching this, this in 77. I remember this clearly. I don't, I, I don't remember the last episode at all. I don't remember the conclusion, but I remember watching it and being really scared by it. Um, and yeah, especially the the, the Fenderlene when we see them. I can, I can remember, you know, like as as kids, you would play Doc Two stories and that. And I remember thinking the salt thing, you know, that they they use salt. And I remember playing that, you know, pretending to load guns with salt and that. Really? Um, so it must have oh. had some impression on me. Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't remember it watching it first yeah, time. Yeah. I I always forget, you know, so much of this story. You know, you know, old Wanda's in it, and you know she's yes, painted yeah. gold at some point with her eyes on her eyelids, and the rather phallic-looking monster. But yes. the rest of it is is every time I comes back to it, I completely forget that Mister Lovely Lashes yes, is in it. Yes, yeah, old. Uh... Of the psycho strategist Carnell. Carnell. Yes. Uh, yeah, I always forget he's in it, um, and I always forget that Wanda Ventham's hair is so bad. Do you I know, know why her hair is? I so... don't know. Is it a wig or? It is a wig, right? Oh, don't tell me like she was ill or something. I'm no, 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 no. It's worse than that in a way. Oh, worse than her being ill, she's wearing a black wig, because right. Graham Williams, who was the producer yes. at that time didn't think a blonde female scientist would be credible or taken seriously oh dear oh dear indeed different, <laughs> different era different yes era. yeah mm. Mm, yeah, yeah that's right. no that, i mean yeah fair, fair enough because weirdly um leela's hair's different and that's because louise jameson had a haircut 
for another role, didn't she? And, yeah, and it looks and, awful. Yeah, and, until um, the end, because her hair had grown back by then. Yes, well, it? that that scene had been that was filmed a bit later on, which is you know why yeah she's back to the long hair. But um, yeah, evidently Graham Williams went mad at that as well. Um, she sort of says that she she thought she would end up getting sacked in that because he he just went mental, um, and it's like. He must have had a thing for hair, wasn't he? It's really? it it it, mm, it is weird, isn't it? It yeah. is very strange. Yeah. So yeah, we've got her. We've got Mister Lovely Lashes. Yes. We've got Fendelman. Fendelman. Yeah, the Charles from Survivors. Uh, yes. Dennis Lil. I love Dennis Lil. He's such a good actor. But um, also, he went on to Only Fools and Horses, didn't he? Did, he? Yes. Where he, he was, was married to Wanda. Oh yes, I'd forgotten he was. Yeah, because he was um, Cassandra's. Dad. And yeah, yeah, you're right, Cassandra's mum was uh, Wanda Ventham. She gets about a bit. She does. Mrs. Cumberbatch. <laughs> I had heard. <laughs> why, um, just an off topic, I, d- I don't know the answer to this, perhaps you do or our listeners do. Why Why did Ben uh, Benadryl Cucumberpatch, why did he take that name? Because is that her real name, Cumberpatch? Uh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is that just a stage name? What? What? Yeah. Patch. yeah, I don't know. Very hmm. strange. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got these two, haven't we? And we've got Colby as well. Ah, parastatic magnetometer. How very quaint. century. Oh. Oh. Would you like a jelly baby? <laughs> no, I didn't suppose you would. Alas. Busca. Why are they in this priory? Why have they actually got a lab in a priory? Um, Is it ever mentioned? No, I think. Well, they they say that um, this skull, this anachronistic skull, and again, we should have a quite a mass count, shouldn't we? Yes. Quite a mass tally. So they find this this skull has been discovered, and it's deemed that it's much much older than than it should be. Than it should be. Quite a mass tick one. Um, but I don't think it was found here. No. Although it might have done, because later on we get the whole Quatermass Tick 2, which is that this area has long been known for ghosts and things. Yeah, it's like a race memory. Yeah, race memory, Quatermass Tick 3. Yeah. Um, The place names are named after this... Is it Fetchborough? Fetchborough. Yeah, Yeah. which obviously, you know, the, the devil's name and that. So... Perhaps this is where the skull was found, and they've just set up. Perhaps yeah. they're doing a bit of a time team. They're setting up the the what at the time must have been an amazing collection of computer parts, but now <laughs> looks hilariously uh, antiqued. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, I'm presuming that's the reason they're in this uh, probe. But then also, the whole thing. Um, Dennis Lil's character 
Dr. Fendelman, he sort of says it uh, uh, just before his demise, doesn't he, that uh, this has all been planned, this is yes. all basically a big joke. Um, to the point where you watch this and you always forget, and then all the all the bits that you like from The Curse of Fenric just stolen from this. Mm. Wholesale, isn't it? Yeah. To yeah. the point where I've seen like fan air quotes theories where they say that Fendelman is actually uh, Fenric. No, Fendelman, no, Fenric, the no. same thing. Yeah, it's it's just silly. But I have seen that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the other thing I always forget. You say about forgetting things on this. Yeah, I'd forgetting it was a Chris Boucher. Yes. Boucher, however you say his name. We still haven't learned. Have we? No, no. But I'm I'm guessing he he came up with the name of the Fendal creatures and the Fendalines. Yeah. He had the Fendelman name first because it is a real name. I looked and it is oh, right. Fendelman is a real do you, name. Do you reckon he was like looking through? Because a lot of writers do this, don't they? They'll look through phone books. Well, you remember phone books? Yes. But yeah, back back when we had phone books, writers would look through it and find interesting names to use. Well, it's where Quatermass came from, yeah, wasn't exactly, it? That's yeah, what yeah. Nigel Neal did. Another box ticked. Yep, another another box ticking. Um, yeah, because working out names is really difficult. Um, because uh, you you can have a tendency to end up with the George Lucas syndrome in it, where all names sound stupid. Mm. So it's better to use a real name. So yeah, I can imagine he went through and went Fendelman. Ooh, I like oh, that man of the Fendel. Yeah, I'm going to call the, the monster Fendel. Fendel. Yeah, I love um, these sort of things. I love in my stories where where there's unusual names and there's sort of all connections. So like Fendelman, the Fendeline, and stuff like that. It's like oh, I love this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they got this skull in this lab, and yes. they've hooked it up to the power, and they turn the power up, and Thea, that's Wanda's yes. character's name, she notices the skull is, starts glowing. And what I like about that is that you've got no dramatic music. It just starts, there's, doesn't it? Yeah, and until about, about halfway through episode two, there's very little incidental music. Um, and then we get a, a few Dudley Simpson-esque sort of stuff that he's done but yeah for the first couple of episodes and especially in this bit there's no music there's just the sort of the heartbeat throb of of the skull or evil or something like that but yeah they they connect it to power because weirdly what what uh, Fendelman is doing he's trying to he's trying to use his computer because Fen Fendelman is a uh a, 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 like like a super rich guy he's sort of a a Jeff Bezos, you know, sort of character, mm -hmm. um, and he's made a fortune in computers and things like that. Uh, but he's got this interest in this skull because he wants to make basically like we had an invasion of dinosaurs, and he wants to make a time uh, television. Mm. And he thinks that if he if he pours enough power into his into this skull and the computers, that he can then see what this. 12 million year old 12 million or 8 million uh, very very million. old 12 million what this person looked like because it's a again it's it's like the Quatermass thing it's a, a it's a a skull out of time isn't it it shouldn't yep. be where it is um but i don't know how that works i don't understand it at all but because they they sort of do a hand waving don't they and so it's computers and at the time of course computers were really sort of science fiction stuff and rare and no one had one so you could probably as an audience go oh computers is it right yeah yeah computers yeah. 
now you're going, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you on about? Because that's a bit of a Quatermass connection there as well. The idea of you'll be able to see visually what yes. the skull or the dead thing you saw, you know? Yeah, which again is in Quatermass in the Pit, which is, I must admit, is the, the worst part for me about Quatermass in the Pit. Well, that's, that's almost Invasion yeah. of the Dinosaurs, the way they're moving along, yes, isn't it? It's not. it's not great. But I, I thought they missed out a trick here because a really good episode ending would be they're, they're powering it up and Fenderman says, look, look at the screen. Look, we can see the what this creature looked like and it comes up oh, and it's the devil or something. You know, mm. and they, they could have had that really good, but no, nothing. To be fair, that might have been in the original script and it was cut because this is this is the very beginnings, weirdly, in this this story. This is the beginnings of Graham Williams was brought in to replace... Philip Hinchcliffe um, to tone down mm. Doctor Who being scary, which is you, it's just mad to think about that now, isn't it? Mm. That they thought this this program is too scary, they'd kill for that now. Yeah, but if <laughs> yeah. you're going to do that, why choose a folk horror? Story? That's what I don't. I, I imagine this was a script that was left over because they used to do the scripts a year in advance. So they, as one season was showing they were preparing the scripts for the next slot. Oh, so but this one, no, this, this was one wasn't over. one. No, no, no. Oh, this right. was, this Chris wrote it in like May and uh, they were filming it in August of 77. Right. So that's not the case in this one, yeah. you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that is strange then, that they would bother mm. doing it. Yeah, or, yeah, it, I don't know. It's a very, very unusual period in Doctor Who's history. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The um, what Colby, isn't it? No. What What's the psycho strategist's name? Stahl. Stahl. That's it. Yeah. yeah great name again. Um, yeah. He he comes in and like from his first scene, you go, he's the villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the villain. What did you think of uh, Colby? The uh, air quotes comic relief. He's a bit wet, isn't he? Mm. Some of his lines work really well, and I like this style of flippant character, but some of them fall flat at the yeah, yeah. pancake. Yeah. We've got another quite, quite a mass uh, ticking uh, of boxes in that you've got somebody menaced outside by an yes. unseen force. That's very quite a mess. Yeah, uh, lovely uh, actual night filming. Hey, God, yeah. we're not used to that, are we? Um, yeah, actually filmed at night in a wood with some mist. You can't beat it, can you? It's like, this is right up our street. Yeah, apparently the director, and I've forgotten his name, but he was chosen for this story because he had experience of doing uh, night shooting on other dramas and serials and such. Yes. I I know. I remember reading as well that uh, this, um, I presume he's a rambler, some sort of, some sort of uh, outdoors person. Um, he's whistling the entertainer, and I remember yeah. that cost them a bloody fortune. Oh, did it? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they were sort of not happy that that had been filmed um, because they had to pay rights to use the entertainer. Oh my um, goodness! Yes, yeah, it would, so, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably, probably cost more than Tom Baker did <laughs> to use that little snatch yeah. of music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great sequence. There's something, something unseen, which is very folk horror in it. Oh, Horrors unseen. Yeah, it's Night of the Demon. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, in the yeah, woods, right. it's yes, coming, yeah. you know, it's exactly that. Oh, um, and aren't you glad we didn't get a big uh, BBC demon? Oh my, what, at the end, walking yeah. along, oh dear. Um, so this is all very good, all very moody, folk horror and everything, but then we go to the TARDIS and yes. we're slap-banging comedy uh, um, elements the, here. 
to my mind, and and it's it's really weird to say this, the weakest element of this entire thing is Tom. Where sometimes when he's straight, he's really good, and like there's a scene later on where he's in the kitchen, and he immediately takes control of the situation. Yes. He's asking for. The, Great, but this stuff with canine is just embarrassing. <laughs> it is covering canine's ears up in case he yeah. gets offended. Yeah, oh, it's and that, all where very he's, silly. Where he's doing the chant, and he's, you know, it's like, you know, I can't even remember what he's saying, but he's like doing we win, we win, yeah. And it's like you can see Louise Jameson obviously thinking, what the hell? Because um, she's, yeah, she's as she is in all of her stories, she is one of, you know, probably the best thing in this story. She's great. Mm. But she is in a new uh, a new outfit, which I imagine will, if you uh, count the down blousey moments, oh my your God. count is going to explode. We have got a, a, an, an almighty one later on. Yes. We really have. Good Lord. Yeah. I do, I like this outfit, but I, I, I wonder where it's come from. Well, it's chamois leather, so I guess they've been down to Halfords and just stitched a whole well, load yeah, together. Well, yeah, I imagine they have. But where where has Leela got oh, it from? Where has she got it from? Because they make, they make a big play of the Doctor says to her, I like your new outfit. And, it, and you immediately go, where's it come from? So, by coincidence, is there an, a Leela-esque, almost matching her other outfit in the TARDIS wardrobe? Or did she knock it up? Did she kill a few animals? knock up this outfit. I, I can't see Leela sewing, can you? No, I, I wouldn't have thought so. Hmm. Perhaps she might be able to sew a wound together. I can see her doing that. But yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't see her uh, sat of a night <laughs> knocking up this uh, this little chamois And outfit. it is little, isn't it? It's barely, barely there. Little, yes, yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she, she she's absolutely great. Um, just worth watching for this alone. But yeah, you can almost see her the actress's bewilderment at what mm. Tom's doing in the studio stuff. There, there was an awful lot of ad-libbing during the filming of this, and yes. you can see um, when, you know, he, I think it's episode four, when she's unconscious on the floor. That, that's right, when her and Jack have, you know, tried shooting at the Fendel, yeah. um, and he lifts her up, and he says he's lying, and he drops her. And you can see how Louise Jameson yeah, look she, into yeah. the camera. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah they... they <laughs> There was no love lost, was there? They're, they're friends now, but there was no love lost between Tom Baker and Louise Jameson, um, because Tom Baker at the time thought that he shouldn't have, he didn't need a companion, mm. and he objected to having a new companion. But then he objected even more when she took the limelight. Mm. You know, for the the tabloids loved Leela for very obvious tabloid <laughs> reasons. Oh yes, but I wonder as well if he didn't know that compared really to everyone that's come before, she could out-act him just in first gear. Mm. And I think there was a bit of that about it as well. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, even Tom Baker at the now, or what, you know, a few years ago, said he he doesn't know how anyone worked with him at the time. Mm. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it is showing to the detriment of the programme at this point. Mm-hmm. Because, like, say, you're watching it, and there's no other real, other than Tom, you've got, like, the granny and that, but they're played serious, even though they're doing a few comedic lines. The, the comedy is character comedy. Yes. Tom's the only element in this, which is what we would come to expect from the Graham Williams era, which is 
stupid slapstick. Yes, yeah. You know, gurning. Basically physical gurning. Yes, it? yeah. All right, well, that, they've got to go to Earth, haven't they? Because yes. somebody's created a, uh, a hole in time and they've got to go to Earth to stop it. Cause yeah, there's a there is a lovely bit where yeah, they, the TARDIS wanders into this time corridor thing again. And the Doctor is going, where did it come from? Let's see which planet. It's like, you know which planet it's yeah. going to be. Well, he himself goes, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Bloody yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Colby has found, you know, that, that bloke's body um, yes. in the grounds of the Priory. Now, of course, this is Stargrove Manor, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, which we've seen we've... this before, haven't we? Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And at that time, and again, during the making of this story, owned by Mick Jagger. Yeah. Do you think it was him that was uh, chasing people in the woods? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Fenderman says not to report this body because uh, the woods are supposed to be haunted and if yeah. you say you found a body in the haunted woods, every nut job around is going to come along and interrupt their work. It's very a very weak argument not to get the police involved, isn't it? Mm. And, and you watch it and... and He's doing. He's giving. He's giving um, Corby, Colby, whatever his name is. Uh, he's giving him all the uh, the spiel of yeah, people will come. We won't have any peace, and our import our research is so. And he plays on the vanity of of the research they're doing, and and uh, he he backs down. But then as soon as he leaves, he turns to um, Carnell and says. Uh, get the security team in yeah. and you immediately think oh this is gonna he's gonna this is the the villain's plan going but it's not is it it doesn't go in it so i don't know what um fendelman's rationale is for covering up this murder i have it, no idea yeah it's a bit weak but you go okay that's fine um and it's what they could have yeah i was gonna say what they could have done is got the military and we could have had another quater mass yeah sort of element yes yeah yeah um so the tardis arrives and there's a missing scene here when they come out the tardis which is leela's first encounter with cows yes yeah it it is i think it's on a dvd isn't it is it i think i think there's some i've I've seen it somewhere i'm sure they filmed it an extended scene with the cows yeah because all we've got is she's for some reason she's got a knife in her hand yeah um, you know, because the doctor explains what a cow is. But where did she get her cowhide dress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if she's never seen animals of this size, what the hell is that skin dress made out of? Mm. A bit worrying. Yeah. You say about Tom being silly, you yeah. know, and yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, t- tone it down, Tom. I do like the, the the scene though where they meet Ted Moss. Yeah, because some of the dialogue is quite funny. You know, he says, uh, um, um, "Were you sent by Providence to Ted?" Yeah, to which no, goes, by, "No, by, by the, the council." Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I on film, and again, I don't know whether it's because it's on film. You're away from the studio. It's different. on film. Tom's great. You know that it's, it. He seems to be sticking to the script, and there's funny stuff happening. In the studio, he seems to be just hamming it up. And they always filmed the location first, didn't first, they? First, yes. Yeah, yeah. They, would, they would do the location filming all in one block first, ahead of uh, even doing rehearsals. 
which is mad when you think about it now. There's, you know, mm. the way they used to make these programs is just it's crazy. Um, but yeah, he's really good in these film sequences. The only bit I don't like in the film sequence is, again, I think it's probably his ad libbing is when he gets trapped by the force and he's going, "Come on, legs! Come on, legs!" Oh yes, yeah. Right. Uh, which is not good, but I imagine that's a uh, that's an ad lib. But yeah, some of these lines are really good, really funny. Like yeah, because uh, I love the fact that Leela's captured this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so funny. She yeah, again, she's great in it. I like the way Ted thinks they both escaped from yeah. somewhere. Is it you both escaped from yeah. somewhere? Well, I like it because Leela's saying about like you know torturing him to get information, and he goes, uh, "Are you looking after her?" Are you from? And then the doctor says something just as mad. And yeah, and he goes, "You've both escaped." <laughs> So up at the Praro, we we've got Mitchell, this this bully boy guard who I remember yeah. was in EastEnders. He, he went was, on... yeah, he was very big in EastEnders. Yeah, and not we've a good got actor. yeah. I have to say, not a good actor. Yeah, yeah, I I, I won't disagree. Um, Mother Tyler, as soon yeah. as you see her, I mean, she is a walking, talking stereotype, cliche, yeah, whatever you want to call it, trope. But yeah, this is folk horror, therefore. We've got to have an old granny who's got who, who was brought up in the old ways, and she has she has the knowing, don't she? Yeah. Well, this this you're right. This is a, a, a very stereotypical character. You'd have the wise old woman. Ain't she seen more in her life than scientists can do? Yeah. Very, very awesome. And and again, quite a mass in the pit. This is the the woman with the tea leaves in the yes. television version, because not in the. She she was uh, so not appearing in the film version, um, but yeah, this basically you need a character in these style of things to to say no science doesn't know everything. Mm. Yeah, um, because at the end of the day, the Quatermass figure is like the the Doctor for a bit, um, and you've got the Roni sort of character is Doctor Fendelman, and mm-hmm. yeah, so you need this style of character. But I have to say. I, I don't know the actress's name because uh, I'm a very lazy man and didn't look it up. She's great. I like it. I like her and her uh, nephew, grandson, whoever. Grandson is, Jack. Jack. Yes. Yeah, they're they're great. I love I love these style of characters and like you say so folk horror. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, all the while that's going on, you've got the Doctor and Leela wandering around the outside wall of yes. the of, of the priory, um, not daring to go in. Um, and uh, and they don't go in until night time because Fendelman's time scanner only works at night. Yeah, not we sure find why. Out. So we move to night time, I suppose, yeah, get, because it's moodier. Yeah, we get moodier, a bit of atmosphere. Then. Yeah, yeah, we get so yeah the we get this really sort of weird sequence where where Leela's going through a doorway and someone fires a shotgun. That's not just any doorway. That's Lawrence Scarman's cottage. Oh, is it? Pyramids of Mars. It's it. Yeah, yeah. When she, you can see it when she walks yeah. past the windows. Um, yep, yeah, that's that's his cottage. Yes. Oh, wow. Because she's doing that while Thea has turned on the power, yes. which makes the skull glow. She gets shot at, and something unseen approaches the Doctor, and that's how Episode yes. One ends. Yeah. Um, it's. It's quite a lot going on for an episode ending. Yeah, and um, I don't like the resolution. The resolution is a complete cheat, like the old uh, Republic serials, in that yeah. Leela just 
moves out the way before the shotgun goes off. Yeah, yeah, she she hides one side. What I don't understand is what it. Why is he shooting? Who did he think she was? Because he's he's there. We find out he's there to pick up a a, a charm. Yeah, this you know, is Ted, isn't it? Again? This it's is Ted. Ted, yeah. Ted Moss again. Yeah, Ted Moss wasn't he the guy that used to do double glazing? Ted, Ted Moss. Moss? Was it? I don't know. Yeah, it just rings about. Um, I had just had visions of someone selling double glazing. Um, but yeah, he he fires the shotgun, but he's not expecting anyone different to come in. It's he he it's either going to be Jack or his grandmother. Yeah. So he shoots a shotgun at him. But then also, there's no damage at all on the doorway or the wall. So was it was it loaded with salt? <laughs> it's, it's very it, confusing. It's all a it's all a cheat, isn't it? It is very much a cheat to give an episode ending. Hmm. And that's when grandson Jack comes in. He comes in and diffuses the situation, yes. doesn't he? Yeah, I like this character. I like the way he's acted. Um, I just think of him yeah. of Coronation Street. He was in Coronation Street uh, for a no, long right. time. So we've got EastEnders and Coronation yeah, Street. Yeah, together. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, this not for long, because Mitchell's killed, isn't he? He's killed yes. by something unseen, and he's got like a, a blister on the back of his neck. Nothing more is made of that for the rest no, of the I story, is it? No, I don't know what it? causes that. Because um, it can't be a Fenderlene, can it? Not, that they haven't manifested No, they've yet. not manifested yet. Um this and also, a... when they when they start to manifest, they're embryos, and what's it going to leap at him? Yeah, I a, a lot of um, a lot of plot points don't go anywhere. And I don't understand this with yeah. Chris because usually his his stories are pretty tight, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and, and, usually oh, tightly plotted and, and scripted. Yeah, and you don't get things like this. And this is his third Doctor Who story, so um, yeah. Well, they didn't the because. Um, then we get a sequence with with where the doctor's talking about Time Lord fairy tales, mm. which again I love these sort of things, and and he's quite he's quite okay in this scene, Tom. He's 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 being serious for a change, because yeah, he inspects the body and he says, "Oh, I've seen deaths like this before," um, and he, he then says it's like um, a, a, an embryo Fenderlene. Yes, um, which ca- causes a few problems for me because, like you say. Does this so? Is that blister caused by a fenderlene? And also, he he thinks this is a fenderlene causing this, mm. or you know, and then he meets someone called Fendelman, and he doesn't put two and yeah. two together. Yeah. yeah, true, true. Um, who is it? I mean, he's on Fendelman's orders. He he's yeah. he's locked away, isn't he? And he's yeah. for once his sonic screwdriver can't get him out of that one. Um, but somebody unlocks the door. We never find out who that well, was. Well, I um, I thought that. And I thought, oh, he's done And then I thought, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if it's a badly, sort of played thing where the doctor's doing it. Oh, the sonic screwdriver's not working, so he throws it away. Clunk. Oh, it did work. Oh, do you think that's what's happening? I think it's what it is, but the timing's off. There's too much of a gap between the two for the audience to sort of put it together. Because it just looks like somebody well. on the other side has yeah, unlocked I, it. Well, that's what I thought. Because it's been a while since I've seen this one. And I thought, oh, Leela, of course Leela lets him out. Oh, no, it's not Leela. Hmm. What the hell is going on? Yeah, I, I think it's meant to be that the Sonic did work. Oh, okay. And it was just, a, you know, the old delayed... Well, that joke uh, didn't joke. work, did no, it? No, it fell flat. Yeah. yeah. 
So Fendelman believes that the skull is alien and all mankind descended from them 12 million years ago. Yeah, this is um, this this is weird because <coughs> pardon me um, in Quite a Mass and a Pear, which it, this again this is a Quite a Mass thing tick. Uh, so in Quite a Mass Pear, it makes a bit more sense because the skull fits in with evolution, even though it's well before it, and it turns out the Martians were genetically changing it. With this, this is a fully formed human skull. Yes. And he goes, this this creature must have been the basis for all mankind. Um, but that means that Fenderman is thinking evolution never happened. No. That, that we that appeared is... fully formed, which is just a step too far, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, it just does, doesn't quite work. But yeah, he, he thinks it's a... Uh, an extraterrestrial skull, um, mm. and of course, uh, I can't connect to your Wi-Fi network. What do you mean, your Wi-Fi network? You're talking to me via Wi-Fi. Oh, What's she on about? Yeah. I don't know. This is this is why computers will never uh, act like they do in this story, where no. they're they're a great danger. Because in reality. Fenderman would have turned on a scanner and that would have happened. Yeah. I can't connect to that skull. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, after that, we find out Ted Moss is part of a coven along yes. with Stahl. I don't know who all these other people are who, who we later see. Yeah, I'm presuming just villagers. We never um, see the village, though. No. No, that, that is another, another weird anomaly, isn't it? That, yeah, we don't get any scenes with this village. Because the doctor makes a big play that fetch bra, fetch bra bra bra, and he says if you're living on a time fisher, you get psychic powers, yes. and this explains ghost stories. Again, I love that. It's like the old, you know, the the Nigel Neal's explanation for Satanism and that with the Martians and all this sort of things. Great, um, but we get no scenes of these villagers, and they just appear at the end, and we've no idea who they are. No. Um, I don't. I'd, I'd love to see the village meeting, where Stahl was trying to talk. I mean, how did he explain this to them? How do they get there without Fendelman knowing that they're yeah. there? As well. I, I, and what are they expecting to get out of it? Yeah. If you watch Doctor Who, like almost every uh, every little village in England has got a satanic Jeez. group running, hasn't it? Yeah. Now, as I said, I don't remember much about this story, but one thing I do remember about this yeah. story is old Mother Tyler. She's in shock. And, and yes. when she starts going on about, I seen it in my mind, you know, it called yeah. me. In my mind, it called me. Hungry for my soul, she goes. That's, I always remember that. As soon as she starts saying it, those, really? uh, yeah. Yeah, she's brilliant. You're right. Yeah, she, she's great. Yeah. She's really good. And I love this sequence. Yeah, she's seen something and it's caused her to become catatonic. Um, and the doctor tells Jack to brew some tea and that. And it's familiar things brings her out of it. And again, the, the comedy scene that does work is when the doctor goes, no, she's gone. She, we're too late. And he turns around and she goes, hey, baby, how you make fruitcake? <laughs> it's, it, it's just great. It works really well. But she, yeah, she, she really sells it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, 
she's got this sort of psychic link and you get the feeling that everyone in this area is somehow connected with this skull yeah you know that fits in with what you're saying that the skull was discovered there then yes i think so and and we get a a sort of a very 2001 sort of storyline point and it is that they discover that there's a pentagram inside the skull and and fenderman says no 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 it's a, a neural relay and then he goes of course the neural relay is there waiting for an, an, for computers to be developed yes. that could talk to it. And that's how the alien civilization would know that mankind is evolved enough yes. to, to be clever enough to do this. It's like, yeah, it's 2001. Yep, tick yeah. the 2001 tick. box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of this end of um, um, episode two with the whole Doctor discovering the skull with all this ad-libbing going on about offering it a jelly yeah. baby and a last It's not a jelly skull. baby! <laughs> oh, that annoyed me. It used to annoy me in this, in um, Pirate Planet as well, where, is this done deliberately? Because the Doctor's going jelly babies, and they're licorice all sorts. Mm. So is this them just being obtuse? Stick into the script, and they couldn't get jelly babies. What's going on? You can't really, you can't say, "Would you like a licorice all sort?" It's not, no. it's not the same as jelly baby, is it? Unless, unless licorice all sort is a uh, trade name. Could be. But then, why not just buy jelly babies? Yes. You know, I mean, any American listener that has trouble getting jelly babies, there's no trouble getting them in England. No, no. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's all very silly. This the, the, this bit, you know, with yeah. him discovering the uh, the skull. He does go serious when it starts, um, you know, l- glowing. But yeah. why on earth does he put his hand on I it? Know. I know. Uh, I, I that's actually in my notes. Why does the doctor grab it? Because um, yeah, he sat down looking at it. It starts to glow, and he looks at it almost as if he's mesmerised that. But then he just reaches out and put his hands on it. Mm. I mean, he does a nice bit of acting that it hurts. Um, but yeah, it's like, just don't touch it then, mate. Why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. He's saved by Leela, isn't he? Um, yes. And, and we get, are you all right, times two. And that's the down blou- blousy moment. Yes. Well, we get, we get the comedy classic of uh, two people end up um, with the man on top of the woman with his face in her bosom. Yes. It's the classic sort of adventure serial thing. Um, but yeah, it's the, the camera angle is very strategic Yeah, <laughs> at that point. You know, when, when, when I started watching this, right, after uh, two episodes where we've been talking about six-parters, it's like, oh, good, this is... It's good, we're back to a four-parter, this is yeah. good. But it's around this point where I think the story starts running out of steam. Yes, there's we there, there's a whole sequence of padding coming up. Yeah, I, it, which is weird because there was other stuff they could do, isn't it? Like you say, the, the village stuff or explaining the coven. I, I, I wonder if this was a troubled... It's long been a troubled place, whether this was a troubled production. You know, did it not go right? Because yeah, it it starts to flounder a bit. It does. For that, a while. They should be building up the momentum. Yeah, you know, because yeah. um, we've had it's been great so far. We've had really good atmospheric and like dread and what's going on. And now they seem to just go. Um, 
A, they introduced that stupid uh, 100 hours in the time... Mm-hmm. The time Fisher will destroy the planet, and then it cuts to Fenderman's clock, and it's like ninety. He goes, just, just completely coincidentally, he says, "Oh yeah, we've been operating this for ninety-eight hours. Keep an eye on it." Um, and then the Doctor decides that he's got to go to Planet Five. Yes. Um, and this is so weird that the Doctor leaves in the TARDIS mid-adventure. Yeah. And then um, comes back again. Cause... And then comes back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it a shock? I mean, we've got the coven, haven't we? The coven are down, downstairs and the skull's all hooked up and that. And Fendelman realises that he's been used. He's a man of the Fendel. Yeah. And um, isn't it a shock that he gets shot in the head? Yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten that he dies at that point. Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're it's done off camera, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. but we cut back to him, and he's got actually got blood on his head. He's been shot yeah. in the head. And you're expecting him to feature fully in the end. Mm. And it's like, I, even watching it this time, I th- no, he's not dead, is he? He comes back. Like, no, he's dead. They just shot him in the head. Did uh, did Dennis Lill have to go off somewhere? Did he have a doctor's <laughs> appointment or something? Um, the cellar looks horrible. Yeah. Um, you compare it to the demons, and yeah, yes, it, yeah, it does. It's 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 at once both too claustrophobic for the action that goes on, and it's also too open because they one complete wall is just a black curtain, isn't it? It's they they've obviously got not got enough flats to make it, so they're going oh we'll put a black curtain up and people will think it's going off into shadow. No, it doesn't really convince. Um, but yeah, I, I and I'm not entirely sure what Styles' plan is. I don't think he knows. I don't no. think he knows. He just wants to conjure this thing up, doesn't he? And this is where you needed use some of this time where they're faffing about on the fifth planet. Um, use some of this time to build up. He's looked in ancient writings, mm. and it says, "Why is?" It? I just wonder what. What's happening is like he was one day reading a paper and it said 12 million year old skull found. And he went, Oh, let's have a satanic ritual. Yeah. Yeah. It, where's, where's the, his father told him about it and his father's father told him. And his father's father's you know, father. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite polished, is it? It's not quite. No, which um, is unusual for Chris. Very unusual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but th- that's when the Fendal appears, doesn't it? This this huge yeah. great thing. Um, well, we we because we we've also got um, like I say this interminable sequence where the Doctor is taking Leela off to the fifth planet because he wants to know why why he can't remember the fifth planet, and he, it it turns out that the Time Lords had destroyed the fifth planet and then wiped it from everyone's memory and all the data banks, even though the Doctor knows about it earlier in the episode. Yeah. Um, but there's this really weird cut where they're talking and then it cuts back to the cellar and then it cuts back and Leela's on the floor. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. I don't, it's like, have we missed a bit where like there was some turbulence? Because the Doctor's not on the floor. And no. Like, Is, did Leela have a kip? I don't What's that, going on? That, it could have been a bit of a strange... Recording, couldn't it? There might it could be have, yeah. trouble at Mill. I reckon there was. Yeah. Trevor was off cross brace. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, episode four is the Doctor ordering everyone to close their eyes because yep. it is going to drain your energy and and shoots it and kills it. 
uh, with Jack's gun, which is loaded with rock salt. What, but he what, doesn't. What? He doesn't really know at that point, does he? He doesn't know anything he about the rock it's salt. A one. This is. Um, <coughs> I, I like. I both like these sequences, but the corridor's too short. Mm. So you've got this scene of them not being able to move, and the the Fendal. Well, I suppose it's still a Fendaline. Appears. That's our. It's the big monster for our program. Um, which, I, like I say, it scared the shit out of me when Did I was it? younger. Yeah, I had nightmares about this thing. You know, it's like I think it's great. I mean, it, look, it looks terrible now, as far as it's an obvious suit, but at the time, it was like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah. Um, and the doctor's sort of he goes, uh, he uses a shotgun, and then afterwards he goes, well. Uh, is there salt in that or whatever? He didn't know. So what was he expecting no. to happen? Was he was he literally gonna shoot an alien creature in the head with a shotgun? I guess so. That Why seems it... a bit out of character for the doctor. I, no matter I, I don't... doing that. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to this. Um, why would you have a gun filled with rock salt? Uh, well, salt has, has tra always traditionally been. It, again, quite a mass tick. So in that, it was uh, iron. Yeah, but why um, would Jack have a shotgun full of rock salt? I don't know. Slugs. Slugs. <laughs> He's off shooting slugs. Yeah. We got we bloody caterpillars <laughs> and slugs have been annoying us. Round fetch, bro. They yeah. got bloody big slugs, haven't they? They have, yes, yeah. Big cabbages, big slugs. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it, it's lucky that he shot it with the one thing that can yeah. kill a Fenderlene. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Thea is yes. transformed. Yes. Um, what do you think of this gold look? Um, I I don't like it. I have a theory. That there was meant to be a visual effect put over it. Oh, do you think? I reckon so, because it's so basic and amateurish that I can't. I imagine it was meant to be something like, you know, the uh, the Vardens in Invasion of Time. Something to make it, dis, you know, to cover up the fact that she's in a very poorly put together gold lame dress with eyes drawn on. And they make such a show of that they're meant to be her eyes and she's looking around. There's no way they they wanted that as the finished effect. Especially on that close-up where we get yeah. them. Why wouldn't you at least put ping-pong balls in? Do you think... Yeah, she'd look too much like the, the humans are at the claws of yeah. Axos then, wouldn't she? But that um, would have been better than just painted on yeah. that. Do you think that's the reason why, for the rest of the uh, her time, Wanda seems to be just standing in a pose, smiling... Yeah. I think because so, because something else was meant to be going on. Yeah, I, and that makes sense, the fact that she's not moving about. She's very wooden. She's just moving her head. That don't move, the video effect will stay where it is. I've, yeah. never, I, I've never really seen anything where people have said that, but that's the only thing I can think of, because they're not normally this amateurish, are they? No. Um, and it, it's your big monster at the end, and it blows it. Um Again, she's also obviously meant to be done up like Medusa. Well, yeah, we've got yeah. the whole "don't look at her eyes" when yeah. the Doctor and Leela come in. She never, it, she never talks yeah. again either, does she? No, no, no. There's the only bit of acting she gets, which is brilliant, is she turns and smirks. Yes. That really evil smile, and it's like chilling. But then, I think the Doctor's saying, "Don't look at her eyes," and Leela says. Um, why not? And he goes, because they're drawn on. They're rubbish. 
you'll laugh yourself to we'll death. We'll fix like, it in post. We'll fix it in post. Perhaps it's like the, um, you know, the, the Monty Python's deadliest joke in the world. Oh, yes. Perhaps the eyes are like that. You look at them and you start laughing and laugh yourself to death. Maybe that's um, what it is. Stahl's already seen them, hasn't he? He's already yes. seen the Isles. And, and once he... you've seen them... It, it, that's it. It's over for you. Isn't You're it? over. And he knows that because he asks the doctor for the gun that's on the altar. Yes. Which the doctor then gives to him. I love that uh, on the altar there's all these little fender leans. They're so cute. They are They are yeah. rather cute, aren't they? I, I want one of them. But yeah, he gives him the gun, which again is quite dark yeah. for Doctor Who. Um, but it doesn't quite convince that Styles just sat there. Mm. Where it, you needed something else, smoke or, you know, it, and again, this is Tick, this is um, Breen looking up yes, at the Martian. Yes, it is. Um, but you need, there's something missing, this whole end sequence, there's something missing, I can't put my finger on it, but it's lacking. It, we do need effects over yes, the top I think of all this, it, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, in the script, he, you actually see him put the gun in his mouth. And then it cuts oh, right. away. You hear the I'm, gunshot. I'm, I mean, given that, given, uh, um, given Graham Williams' eventual fate, that yeah, I'm glad they didn't go with that. No, uh, th yeah, no. The bods at the BBC said no. That's a bit too yeah. much. You know. Yeah, that's that's not. I mean, we hear the gunshot. We know that he has killed himself, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Which again is quite a dark. Normally, in this style of thing, you would have him being killed by Thea. Yes. You know the the old uh, I'm your you know the Sutek thing and I'm your servant and I don't need a servant. No, she just stands there yeah. throughout all Staring this. The Doctor him, and yeah. Leela coming in. She just stands there. She doesn't try yeah. to uh, intervene at all. Um, and so, again, this is where you needed her to be more uh, ethereal, not just an actress stood on a wooden stage, because in Quite Master Pit it works. You've got the devil above, but it's this glowing, pulsating. Yeah. And, and the music's sort of works, building. Yeah. And... Can you imagine if in Quake Mass in the Pit, the, instead of having the, the, the glowing devil up in the sky, it was a man with a devil mask on stood by the shed. Standing like it, the Statue yeah. of Liberty. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Wouldn't have quite worked, would it? Yeah. Um, up, up in the corridor, the Doctor finds the dead Fenderlene and, yep. and reckons salt kills them. And this is where our, you know, our, uh, habit, our, yeah. you know, uh, superstition of throwing salt over your shoulder is in case there's a Fenderlene standing yes. behind you, I suppose. Which got the, yeah, the, obviously the, the the folk thing of throwing salt over your shoulder is, is to blind the devil, isn't it? So it sort of matches that. Yeah. He also says that the Fendal is made up of 12 Fenderlene. Yeah. And there's 10 left. But... Uh, yeah, so they can't, they can't reach full power. So these other ten, they just haven't been manifested yet in a human. I guess you've got to well, sap a human yeah. and they come out. I think so. I think you need a human to take them over. Um, but I, I, I don't. It's a bit confused because I don't know whether like the 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 walker and the security guard that was killed was that so that the Fenderlene could manifest but we don't see the Fenderlene no, earlier no um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure um, we do get again some lovely uh, 
Mrs. Tyler moments, don't we? It's funny that those charms that she's been given out just yeah. so happen to contain to rock salt. salt. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I do love the. Uh, there'll become a time when I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> Says the old battle axe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's she's given the job, hasn't she, to go off and get as much salt as she can. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do love as well that um, the doctor gives. Uh, so they load the, the shotgun with salt again. He gives it to Jack and says, uh, if you see one coming, go and protect the corridor. And then he just looks at Leela and says, Leela, go with him. It's a great character moment. It's mm. like he trusts Leela yeah. to do this. You wouldn't get this with any other companion. You wouldn't be sending Adric uh, no. <laughs> to do it. <laughs> that, that would pan out differently. Yeah. Uh, and it's just as well because Jack can't shoot Thea. Thea and, and, and uh, Fendel arrive in the corridor. He can't shoot. Uh, yeah. But but Leela does. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's made of sterner stuff. Yes, and now and this is where you have got much more ad libbing. Um, Leela kissing Colby good luck as she leaves, yeah. uh, or he leaves. That's uh, a Louise Jameson um, ad lib. The whole three minutes. That's more. That's more uh, emotion she's given to Jack than she ever gives to Andred, who she eventually runs yes, off with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the whole, you know, the doctor telling Colby you got three minutes, but holding yeah. up four fingers—that was an ad lib yeah. by Tom Tom Baker. I, say, I don't mind that sort of thing because it's quite subdued and it's like, okay, he's wacky. I, I didn't mind that, but yeah, some of it he's well over the top for in this. Yeah, so they go they go along. They're lobbing all these like jars of yes. salt. Um, Louise Jameson again ad libs when she's running and she throws one over her shoulder. That yes. was an ad lib. Yeah, um, great. Um, if they if this happened in your house, would you have that much salt? Uh, absolutely no way. No, I got a tiny little salt grinder. Maybe in the middle of yeah. winter and it's for putting down on your path. Well, maybe. I, I am wondering that they do suffer for a lot from slugs. Mm. I'll explain it. Not Although anymore. Never, no, not, not with all that sort. They've been. Mind you, old place blows up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, talking about things blowing up and ending. Thea, right? She just yeah. appears and then disappears in her Prince Charming, Adamant yeah. Prince Charming pose. And that's the end of her. Yeah, she's definitely doing that. Yeah. Prince Charming. Yeah. <laughs> or the Batusi. She might be doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, it, again, I got a feeling this was a troubled production because we she appears and then disappears. And when she disappears... We get a repeated bit of film from earlier when she had appeared. Mm. And I'm thinking, did they not film enough or did they not? Did some of this not come out? I can't believe it was too scary and they cut stuff. No, not with her looking like that. No. 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 And yeah, for, for, for the implosion of the Priory, we've got yeah. the good old Mirilon, haven't we? Yeah, I, I actually put that in my note. Mirilon! It's like an old friend coming back. It is, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah and then we've got the model of the Priory, which they blew up. They, yeah. the, the proviso from Mick Jagger, you know, about his house, you, you're not setting off any explosions anywhere, you know, on yeah. these premises, you know. Because um, it's one shot of, of something looking like flower pots blowing up something like that, an urn, a vase or something, and they just repeat it from multiple angles yes. and sometimes the same angle. and put a red gel like, over the okay, top. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, and the story ends with Leela back in her old costume with much longer, yeah. thicker hair as well. Yeah, there's there's a very much... Uh, the, it's like because the um, Jack, Colby and uh, Mrs. Tyler had run off to her cottage and hiding under the table, 
and you're expecting like the doctor and that to go back and he's like no nah, they'll be fine and then cuts hard cut to the TARDIS interior and it's quite obviously filmed like two months later or whatever hmm. because yeah um, Leela's back in the the dark leather outfit with her buoyant hair yeah yeah um, and it, it's quite a weird ending to the whole thing it is and yeah. I, I think all these yeah i think I, I think the second half of this story is is why we don't remember it yeah. fondly yeah. um it, it's... I, I think you're right the first the first half is excellent folk horror that builds up a really good quite a mass style sense of dread and foreboding and then the second half it sort of blows it all um not to the point where it's it's not an enjoyable story i thoroughly enjoyed it i you know and but like you're in six months' time, I might look at it and go, "Do I like that one?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's ve- very, very strange story in that respect. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. Um, yeah, no, it was I a very passable it, four yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, it's almost like we, we've constantly been saying six episodes don't work. It's too. It's almost like this needed an extra episode or two. It needed something. To build that there's some, story up. It's yeah. not. It, th- th- there's something missing, isn't there? Yes, that, and that's what it is. There's something missing. It's it's slightly off. Yeah. It doesn't quite. It do, it's not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't quite work how you're going how you're expecting it to work. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes that can be good. It's like you know, um, it builds your expectations up and then surprises you and go, oh, I didn't see that coming. Mm. And then other times you're just left a little bit. Maybe it's because the beginning is so strong. Yeah, I it think builds so. up to something that doesn't then deliver. No, it builds up very much into a, a sort of. Eh. Yeah, that mm. is. That's it in yeah. a nutshell. I'm gonna yeah. go and make a cup of tea. Yeah, you. I don't. Th- I, I don't think it's ever going to appear on anyone's top ten. No. I wouldn't have thought so. But it's if you wanna if you wanna something for Halloween, turn the lights off and watch it. You'll have a damn good time. I did. That's how I watched it. I, you know, yeah. turn the lights off in the dark, cat on my lap. Thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. Okay, though. So Chris Boucher, Boucher, whatever yes. you want to say it. Yeah, as I said, his third and final script for Doctor Who. Um, he was commissioned to write the story on the 2nd of May, 1977, right. delivered episode one just two days later, well, and the final perhaps one... That's, perhaps that's why it's a bit uh, ropey. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had drawn on, the, uh, as we say, the Hammer version of Quake yes. the Mass on the pit, uh, and the pit, not the BBC version. And a 1959 novel by Kurt Vonnegut called The Sirens of Titan. Ooh, well, well, apparently it includes the discovery of an alien skull linked to occult symbols, alien Ooh. influence of mankind's evolution, and the dormant alien influence being brought to bear in contemporary humanity. So, pretty much like Quatermass. Oh, Quatermass, yeah. Was that pre Quatermass? <coughs> well, this is 1959. When was Quatermass? 54? 50? Quite the mass in the pit was. What was that? That was fifty six. No, it was fifty nine because the film version was sixty nine, and that was ten years later. Yes. So yeah, fifty nine. So was there a big, a big sort of folk horror? No, not thing going on then. I might have to look that out actually. See if it's on um, Kindle. Mm. Read of it. Yeah. 
Um, and I've got that the initial read-through um, uh, of the script, Tom Baker made numerous jokes about the script, picking out all the double entendres and sending it up. Um, this caused Chris, yeah, this caused Chris great upset at the time, but it had the knock-on effect of him combing through his scripts for, from there on for any signs of double entendres and removing them. Yeah. Um, and after this story, Chris never wrote for the series again. Uh, immediately after it becoming script editor on Blake Seven. It's weird to to think that, yeah, a Tom Baker was so unprofessional at this point. Yeah, la- to to pick apart a professional author's work, that's there. It's almost bully, isn't it? It's, it's, I wouldn't even call it passive aggressive. It's just aggressive. Mm. Um, the other thing that hit me when I was watching this, because I, I looked it up and thought, when was this broadcast? Is um, this this is like our last our last innocence before Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing was the same. Nope. Nope. Um, Although I didn't get to see Star Wars till I think it was early '78. It opened. In yes. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Boxing Day '77, but that was yeah. it in London and the big cities. Yeah. Us, uh, us in the Boondocks didn't get it until like three months later. So about yeah. March. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, it was I think everyone else got it. It's weird to think back then when that it was done like wait. that. Yeah. yeah, I had to go up to um, London to see Return of the Jedi. Even though I worked in the yeah. cinema, I had to go up to <laughs> London yeah. if I wanted to see it any earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got, a, yes, a, a, a lengthy quote from Colin Mapson, effects uh, bod, bod at the BBC, about this story. He says, uh, making the large fendor was a bit of a headache as originally the collar on both sides of the head wasn't featured. We had to add this at a late stage because the production department had expressed concern over the monster's phallic design. <laughs> and, is that is that well no because I was going to say if Tom Baker was picking out double on Tom can you imagine if he had a sin there quick Tom's coming put something yeah. on it yeah he says it was built from latex coated over a bamboo frame and included an air pressurised cylinder to blow air through the tendrils yeah Peter Rag was inside the creature for the studio recording the embryo fender lean were hand puppets operated from below and connected to a pressurised air supply to animate the mouth tendrils. These were operated by three assistants, Chris Lawson, Dave, Dave Beskarensky and Steve Lucas, hidden beneath the raised set. The skull was internally lit and externally powered, controlled by a dimmer switch to alter the level of illumination. We had an identical prop, unpowered, but coated in reflective paint, which would glow of its own accord when caught in a strong light. We did the final explosions by making a card model of the Stargraves building from an enlarged photograph of the real house. The fire was provided by propane gas jets positioned to ignite and blow through the cutout windows. This footage was edited together with shots of the real house, then distorted, he's talking about the mirror lean there, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. sped up, slowed down, and finally reversed to produce the implosions. So there you go. Yeah, I, I, um, I do like the, uh, the sort of cobra wings or... Um, the frills. Dilophosaur. Yeah, the frills that... I, I, I like that. So that was a, a last-minute addition to yes. stop it looking like a big old Big willy, willy. yes. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, so here we go. Let's vote them. I thought we'd do the Fendal, or Fendalene, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and Thayer. All yeah. right, so... Okay, that makes sense. Who do you want to do first? Uh, should we do the, the Fendalene 
All right. First. The design then, if you saw a photo of a Fenderline, I guess that would take you right back to your childhood. It would, would yeah. It? I, I, I love this design. It's not the normal man in a suit. Um, even though it was. Even though it was a man in a suit. Um, and there is something very disquieting about it. Perhaps it is because it looks like a big willy. Um, yeah, I really like it. So I, I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it a, an eight. That's what I've got. Yes, yeah. good, 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 good. And how effective was um, it? I might be biased because yeah, I do. I do remember this, and it scared me. You know, it, it, ironically, it gave me the willies <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, do people still say that? I think uh, of a, a generation of a generation. Yeah, it could be. Do you um, know what somebody said to me today? And I haven't heard anybody say this for decades. Somebody said, "Ooh, you Was are it, awful." The economy is really good. No, no, no. You are awful. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. And I you haven't heard that from. But I like. <laughs> yeah, I've not, I mean, Christ. Was it someone of our age or? Yeah, yeah, but it would be, wouldn't it? No youngster's yeah. going to say that. No. Ooh, you are awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on then. What, um, what, oh, yes. Effectiveness. What's effectiveness? Um, I'm going to go up to a nine for effectiveness. A nine. I thought they were good. All yeah. right. Well, I said eight. Okay, so that's eight and a half. All right, okay. So that is then an effectiveness of 8.25, which is nice and high, isn't it? I think so, yeah. That's uh, good. Yeah. Um, and then Thayer. Thayer. Design of Thayer, this this gold lady with the painted um, on eyes. Uh, it's very hard to to score this one because like I say, if it was designed with, we're going to overlay it with an effect. This is just like the something to key off of, and you're not going to see it. I could understand it, but if this is what they were aiming at, the design, the idea of Medusa, it sort of makes sense. So I, I'm going to give it a five. For design. A five. Yeah. Mm, I gave it a four. So yeah. okay. So that's four and a half for design. And how effective is this Statue of Liberty? Um, it just doesn't work at all. Um, like I say, there's one nice moment, which is purely down to uh, Wanda, and it's what, when where she, she smirks. And smirks. It's great. It's such. It's so chilling. But nothing else works. The fact she stood there in a weird pose. The fact that she doesn't react to when the Doctor and that is wandering around, and he mm. wanders like within touching distance. Um, the fact she's in this really cheap-looking gold dress with no detail on it. The fact that her eyes are just awful. Um, it doesn't work in the end program, so I'm going to give I'm going to give it a two. Two. I gave it a three. Mm. All right, so that's two and a half. Yeah, that's not very high, is it? No. She is a bit wasted in this, isn't she, really, as a character? She's she's a really good actress. Yeah. But she's not given a lot to do. And that wig doesn't suit her. No, that wig is awful. Yeah. All right, that's a final adversary rating, then a three and a half for yeah. Thea. Oh, so her. let's put her in a caravan. Yeah, she's sharing a caravan. Oh, and she's sharing a caravan with one of our adversaries from last time. Right? Oh. Yeah, she's sharing that caravan with a lot of them, but uh, she's sharing a caravan with the Apatosaurus <laughs> from last time, yeah. the Flores uh, yeah. from Silver yeah, Nemesis, the Nazis, the yeah, Sontaran yeah. Shallow. The, oh, he's the chalky one, isn't the he? The chalky yeah. one. Moon Spiders, yeah. uh, the Animus, and Terry Leptal. I think that's fair. I think I think you were harsh on Terry Leptal, but. 
you know, do you imagine like we've um, done this before, haven't yeah, we? All of all of that effort put into what was at the time state of the art animatronics, and he's in a caravan with a woman with her eyes <laughs> painted on. Yeah, you put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, the Fendel are in. 8.25 caravan 8.25 well there's a lot we've got yeah. the k1 robot another oh, wow. tom yeah. adversary uh, the foretold oh uh, yeah sontaran steyer yeah field marshal steyer yeah uh the zombie gelf um yeah. orsini Yay. A cyber controller from tomb of the cyberman uh vargas and azaxia Oh, the, the he, ice yeah, warrior. he's the ice lord guy, isn't he? Yes, yeah. Um, that's a good caravan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad. Oh. I'm glad they got quite high. Because mm. um, again, we have, we've never discussed these sort of stories, so I didn't know whether you might might not have liked it or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that because yeah. there's not many from this era. When you consider we're what a year away from the uh, the the bloody. Um, Nightmare of Eden things. Yeah, yeah, it is only a year later, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right, uh, just before we go, uh, we've got a small bit of feedback. Oh, cool. Yeah, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a shout-out or feedback for a long time. Well, it seems that on Neozaz, thank you, Mark Jacobs, for pointing it out, it seems that the last couple of episodes, there hasn't been a comment section oh. available on the Neozaz page so uh, I'll have to ask Matt what's going on yeah, there yeah I wonder what's happening has yeah. something come unticked I bet that's what it is it is most probably yeah, yeah. so so uh, basically Mark's uh, gone back to the uh, t- to an episode where it was there and this is a comment Mark has got regarding invasion of the dinosaurs right. uh, thank you Mark for this comment he said um, because of course Mark's uh, the guy that actually worked with a lot of the props and yeah. costumes at the exhibits he said, we had the last surviving and oldest prop at Blackpool, which was the Diplodocus, which ah, is the Apatosaurus, yeah. yes. Um, it was basically a toy, like the ones we had as kids, rubber body on a wire frame that you could bend into place. I had a pink pan- panther figure that was exactly the same. Yes. Yeah, I remember having one. Yeah, I, remember I remember the smell of that rubber. Yep. And used to pick it apart. Yes, you could pick bits yeah. off, yes. I often wonder if they got them straight off the shelves at Hamley's Toy Shop. <laughs> you know? be funny if they did, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Mark. Um, yeah. Um, where is it now? Do you think uh, um, that Apatosaurus is still around? Well, I know that um, almost all the bendy toys are gone, haven't they? Because the, the rubber has finally um, basically dissolves and fragmentizes so like all, all your bendy toys that were worth a fortune in the 80s are, are worthless now because they, they don't exist that's why um, I've, yeah. I've still got one from the 60s and it's in good condition but I'm keeping yeah. it in you know good you know yeah. in a good environment that's my major Matt Mason do you, do you know what? Do you know what turned up in the post today? A major Matt Mason. Major Matt Mason, yes. Um, How good a condition is he? Um, he is incredibly dirty. He's almost black. Right. Um, but I think it will come off. But I got it. I got it cheap on eBay because they said it was in this poor condition. But the rest of him, I don't think he's been played with that much because all his wires intact. Good. His helmet and visor are okay. Everything else is fine on it. So he's I think just a, filthy. He's just filthy. I don't know. It's really weird. It's like almost soot 
very strange. But yeah, what, what a weird coincidence that is. Yeah, yeah. Major Matt Mason, he was a uh, he well, he was a slightly different rubber, wasn't he? He's more of a sort of um, a dense rubber. Whereas yes. those those um, bendy Pink Panthers and Mickey Mice and that they, they were, were they like were dog like, toys, really. They were, yeah, yeah. They were this weird. It's what sort of sofas used to be made out of, isn't it? Yes, like sorbo yeah. rubber. And they, they, yeah, they break down because um, I, I remember there's um, they did one which I used to have, um, which was Buck Rogers. They did a Buck Rogers, a bendy you know, Buck Rogers, bendy Buck Rogers. <laughs> what, what an era! Um, and there's almost zero of them still in existence because they literally just powderize okay. you, know, you look at them and they go Poof. Mm-hmm. okay alright well thank you Mark thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for that, allowing Mark. us to springboard off and talk about Major Matt Mason for a few minutes always yes. a joy All we're right. going to have to do um, we'll have to do a bit on the side of our favourite toys or oh, toys. Oh, I've, I've definitely yeah. been considering that. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that soon, shall we? I think, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. All right, so, uh, right, I've, I've got to announce who we're talking about next. Oh, yes. yes. And, and it's the it's fifth, fifth Doctor. Fifth Doctor, yeah. yeah. There can't be many left, can there? I don't know. I don't the think there's one. many left. And this one, okay. I don't... Well, I don't know... I. I don't know. I don't know who the adversary is. Oh, so, okay. So oh. therefore, I can't tell you whether this is going to be a good one or not because it's okay. a story I've never seen. Okay, um, so it's a singular story. Yes. Not well, to, I okay, assume so, so. So it's not the Mara. So we're all right there. What 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 story is the Mara in? Uh, Kinder and Snake Dance. No, it's not. Okay. It's not that. No. Okay. Um, give us a clue then. Uh, it's partly historical. Oh, partly historical. Okay. And I tell you what, I think our adversary might end up being a companion. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling the the oh, advers uh, yeah yeah. There's a companion that started off as a bad guy, and I'm not talking about um, Turlo. Turlo. Um, I might well, be completely let's, let's, wrong on this. Right, let's let's have a, I'll go through the process of elimination. So, uh, Tegan was fourth Doctor appeared. Nissa was fourth Doctor appeared. Um, ah, uh, is it? Okay, I've got it, because the only companion is Chameleon, so I think it's King's Demons. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Who, so, who's the adversary? Is it going to be Chameleon <laughs> That's or the Master? Is the Master in it? Oh, bollocks. I, I didn't realise you didn't know that. I've not seen it. I've not um, seen it. But let's just the, say it's not much of a surprise as soon as you start watching it, because his disguise is awful. <laughs> Well, it's Anthony Ainley, yeah. all his yes. disguise. He was rubbish as a scarecrow, wasn't he? Yes. he uh, he's, he's, he's got a, a French accent in this that is, oh. has to be heard to be believed. I'll have to, <laughs> I have to yeah. show my wife it. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. yeah it's I, all right. It's a two-parter, so it's nice and short. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's I've never, a, it's got a good never seen it. Well. I, I think I, I have never seen it. Be, it's got a what? It's got a good song in it. It's got a good song. Yeah, you listen for the song. I like the song. I um, I weirdly I like the song so much that I. I can't I... connect to your Wi-Fi again. <laughs> you can find special instructions. Oh, I hate that. I'm gonna have to unplug it. Go away, woman. Shooter. Um, 
I like the song so much I ended up taping it to put on the car. You'll be you'll be amazed when you hear it. You you'll go, he's an idiot. But yeah, it's stuck in my head. But isn't yeah. this like in the time of King John or something like it that? It is. Yes. Yeah. Right. I had songs then. <laughs> Ones that you would play in yeah. your car. Music music was only invented in 1960s. Was it um, Hey Nonny yeah. Nonny or something? It was. Like that? Yeah. Hey Nonny Nonny. No, You're the king sings a he, he king sings a song about the Crusades, and I thought, oh, I like that. Okay, all right. I'll tell you the reason I've never seen it is um, it that it goes back to Doctor Who Monthly. I saw photos of Chameleon, right. and okay. and I know there's a like a king type with a really terrible beard. Yeah, I've seen photos of him, but uh, that that that's my entire knowledge of it. I didn't know the yeah, master right. was yeah. in it at all. Oh, oh good. I should have said anything, and then you could have. Uh, and I, yeah, like you'd gone. Master, I never saw that coming. No, I, I doubt from what you're saying if that would be the case. But we haven't talked about Anthony Ainley for ages. So no, that's true. Yeah, r- we can talk about him. Um, it's also got the world's most limp sword fight in it. Oh, is it? So you'll enjoy that, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that next time, but that's going to be in two weeks' time because... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now in this thing that I was mentioning last time. Um, I'm alternating weeks now one week I, I do an early shift the next I do a late so yeah it's going to be two weeks time folks that uh, we return with the King's Demons alright excellent well they've had a, 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 it feels like this has been a long one so well 77 minutes 77 so. which was the year it came out oh look at that well let, oh. let, let's hurry up and press stop before we get to 78 yeah. nice one okay. alright cheers Ian thanks Ian alright bye bye